<laughs> Gosh, John, I forget how good you are at karate. That's incredible. I know, man. I mean, it's all about the right belt. It is. Timing you know? or your leather belt. Exactly. I, I feel like maybe, is that not, that's what you meant. Not really, okay. but speaking of, oh, Dave, wow, I'm yeah, just yeah. going to try to transition to okay. save you. <laughs> Finally, Dave, Yeah. warm spring days are arriving. Oh, Am I gosh. right? Isn't it great? You know what? I need a new pair of shades that I don't have to baby. Do you know what I'm saying, John? I don't want to take care of them. Let me put them on, take them off, and not have to worry Look, about it. Hey, Dave, I know exactly Sorry. Sorry, what I didn't you mean. Sorry, I didn't mean to rant. Knock around is the solution. They've been making high-quality shades that don't break the bank okay. since 2005. Oh, wow. And they've actually been my personal go-tos for years. Oh, yeah. I love Knockaround, John. They have over 20 different frame styles, so there's something for everyone, including tons of kids' pairs. That's right. So whether you're looking to rep your favorite sports teams, mm-hmm. you know, like you're a sports guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> spend some relaxation time in the yard, yep. or cruise down Broadway with the windows down oh. like Dave does uh-huh. all the time. All the time. Every Tuesday and Thursday mm-hmm. and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Knock around. That's what you need. Yeah, yeah. All of their lenses have UV 400 protection, which is basically like sunscreen for your eyes, which, by the way, I've tried that, and it hurts. <laughs> Use the sunglasses, everybody. With polarized adult pairs starting at 28 bucks. you can get a few pairs to leave in your car, toss in your beach bag, or lend to a friend in need. Dave, that is such a good price I that I might buy a pair just to intentionally lose them. I don't love that logic, John, but I know, you do but have a history of misplacement. It's not around Don't fight me because like of the karate stuff. But it could so. be perfect for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, Dadville fans, don't squint through family beach days yeah. or trips to the park. Check out knockaround.com and use the promo code DADVILLE15 for 15% off your order. That's DADVILLE15 for 15% off your order at knockaround.com. Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Dave and John. Three, two, two. Talent. Talent now, talent now. <laughs> Now, um, everybody, you wanted it. You asked for it. You begged for it. And here we are giving you part two of the Q&A of the questions and answers. We meant we had great intentions initially to get through all of them. Oh, yeah, we did. And uh, prove to ourselves that we have more wisdom to give slash hot air to provide <laughs> than we thought. And so we only got through. You can tell when someone doesn't really know the answer when their answer is really long. <laughs> and folks, that's the, that is you have summed up my whole, sort of ideology all in one right there. You've summed up my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Um so we're going to we're going to uh get back at this. Um pick up where we left off. Um and uh hopefully give you it, you know what if not give you what to do give at you least what let you know not what not to, to do. do. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um do you want to start you this off? To? I can start us off. Go ahead. Um okay, here we go. Uh getting Steve Oh, getting, getting Steve. Steve. Oh, I forgot about getting Steve. It's getting Steve in here. Uh, what would getting Steve mean? It's like, getting Steve in here. 
I can't sing the next line. I hope that that's why he chose I that. I want to know in that co-write with Nelly, with that next line that we're just going to keep it clean, who said like that? And like, yeah, it's great. That's exactly what's happening. That It would have been the line that I would have said as a joke. And then somebody's and then like, like, that's I it, have a, that's it. And like, small whoa, digression. Whoa, whoa, guys, I have no. a terrifying fear that that's going to happen to me in a co-write someday. Then I'm going to say a joke and everybody's like, oh my God, that's it. And I'm like, no, no, guys, guys. I'm like, no, it's too late, dude. We already, he's in there cutting it. That's it's, when you use your alternate name. Oh as my the gosh. Writer. Yes. <laughs> oh God. Um, Phil Lugenbottom. Okay. Um, that's so funny. Okay. Getting Steven here ask, what are two to three intentional things you do to prioritize your family? He has three questions. Let's start there. Oh, he's got three questions. Mm, it comes as That's a That's sneaky, Steve. He's getting Steve in there. Steve, Steve's <laughs> getting sneaky. Um, what are some things that intentionally, what yeah. are things that I intentionally do to prioritize my family? Yeah, that you mean to do on that purpose. I mean, that I mean to do. Um, I think, I think, I feel like you're good at, you're good at this. I feel like something I try to do, and this is very, I have, this is a huge asterisk. Ooh, I'm mm. wondering where I was going with that. <laughs> I did too as I said that. Um, I think because of our job, and that's, that's, a, that's a big, I have to really that, say that clearly because yeah. a lot of people, you know, their jobs don't have the weird sort of like flexibility ours does. Um, <clears throat> I try my best to sort of um, – Stop what I'm – if the kids really want to do something or they're going – like summer, they're going to swim. They're going to – you know, Annie's like, we're going to go to the mall to get Cinnabon and walk around for 30 minutes. Like I try my best to sort of go – You don't do hear that. anything after Cinnabon. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go to You're the mall already and get <laughs> And I'm like, yes. Um, but, you know, try, 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 to, let, try to leave my or, – or, not be so suck, stuck to my schedule that I can't sort of just like go and do right. You know, at yeah. the at the drop hat. Now again, that's very very particular to what we do. But for me, well, you in my said life, it really well. The weird, you said weird flexibility yeah. at our job. It, it is weird. I mean, and I don't say this to complain or whatever. I mean, every everybody's situation has pros and cons. But I'm sure you could look at our situation. Or, you know, musicians, other people who are like self-employed and on their own schedule and be like, God, that must be amazing. You just, yeah, you know, it is. If you want to take the day off, you take the day. Yeah, you know, it is amazing. But it is weird. It's just there's a there's a weight that comes with the fact that like, hey, I could take the day off. I yeah. could take tomorrow off. Yeah. I could do I could do nothing for the rest of the week, and it's of no consequence to anyone. Anyway, I mean, eventually they're going to repossess our house. Yeah. But, or but, ma or management calls is like, hey, what are you doing? Do we still manage you? What are, where have you been? <laughs> but that that is a that is a weight, you know. Yeah. Because you could. Yeah. And so when you know Amy texted the other day, when I was back here and I'm working, and she's like, hey, the girls and I are going to walk and get lunch. Just letting you, like, you don't have to come, but if you want to yeah, come, yeah. And I'm like, ah. well, then I'm coming. On my deathbed, what am I, what's the that's choice that's, that, yes. that I'm going to wish I had made? Yeah, that's So I'm going right. to stop and I'm going to go right. to lunch. But then you got to get back. You know what I think it is too? I think it's, I think it's about what you can control. In uh -huh. other words, like I think for whatever your job is, for me, the discipline is, and I think, and I think this is where it becomes a universal thought, is like, the, you know, what you can control within your occupation or your schedule of your life. 
you know, I think it's about finding those moments for me. You know, I think this is some of my intentionality is going, you know, I actually can't like when I was in the studio last Wednesday, um, right. We're, we're You're this, gone all day. We're recording this new Christmas EP. It's going oh, to be amazing. Um, but you know, I can't, I can't go yeah. anywhere. Like the, yeah. the kids came by and saw me and she was like, Hey, we're going to pop and get some food next door. I was like, yeah, I just can't leave, which she knew. But I think yeah. she was just like, Hey, if you want to, um, so that's, that's a definitive thing. I can't move. Um, but you know, there are other things I can. And so I think for me, that's the, that's kind of one of the things I'm trying to be a little better at. And you know what? We kind of talked about this the other day, you and I, the other, one of the other things I'm trying to be sort of intentional about is, which is kind of a weird new discipline, but is once a day trying to like square up with each of my kids and just look at them in the eyes and be like, I see you. And I don't say that because it's not Avatar, but, you know, but just to be like, slow my life down enough to be like, this is a moment. I'm, I'm, even if it's just once a day, like with each yeah. of the three kids, yeah. to be like, I'm looking in your eyes. I'm either holding your face or I've kind of, you know, I've got you, <clears throat> I've got you in front of me. Well, I got emotional there. And, um, you know, and just to like kind of go, okay, no matter what happens the rest of the day, right. I, I know we had a moment where it was like we were looking at each other yeah, and it's like, yeah, hey, yeah. there you are. And, you know, and that's been really, 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 really transformative. And it's yeah. the simplest, maybe the simplest thing I've ever done in parenting with you maybe know, the I most mean, profound effect. That is like, that's so well articulated. I feel like that's what I feel. I feel that exact thing, but I've never kind of articulated it that way. Like, and this is something that I do feel like I'm actually getting better at. Um, but I would say like six months ago, up until maybe six months ago, I would have said any given night, maybe half the time I go to bed and I feel as a dad <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> in yourself. In myself as a dad. And I, and I would always, you know, I, when I would say this to Amy or say this to friends and Amy's there, she's very kindly is like what is like you're a great dad like mm. what what are you missing here yeah but i think what you just said is is the is uh the way to define what i need every yeah, day that's um, yeah and it can look different ways it doesn't yeah. have to be like i don't need to like Livy and i don't need to go spend six solid hours right. just the two of us right but there has to be some kind of just a moment acknowledgement like a, yeah yeah and you could you know, it could be like, you know, walking to, you know, I don't know, walking around the block and it could happen or it could not happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, from the outside looking in, it couldn't look the same. But if you don't have that moment. Well, because for me, and I don't know how you feel, but for me, I'm like, I can be a million places at one time. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that's playing. what it is. It's like being fully present yeah. in that moment and acknowledging like you're saying, like, I see my child, like, acknowledging that, like, I think it's kind of what Al Andrews said, that he wants his kids to say at his funeral, that mm. I really knew my dad. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a moment that you're having with your kid where you're like, I really know this little person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's a slippery thing, but it's... It, it's uh for me that's the closest i can get to it is that moment yeah literally just like holding their little face looking at him and going and, and i don't say it out loud but i just kind of go okay i'm yeah. here well and you've done that with me for yeah. years we and start, i never knew until this moment yeah. what why you were holding my face yeah all the time it, it used to be a power grab right and now it's more of like a once i, I saw, just submit immediately yeah. I, I go limp because i never know how long it's gonna last sometimes if I put it's enough two pressure minutes right but behind your ears <laughs> You can, I can also get you to pee. 
Um, what do you what do you feel like you're learning as a dad? That's his second question. Getting steam. That's his second question. Oh, I f- I feel like well doing this podcast. Yeah, that's a long list. I'm sure I've learned a lot, but I and and I do feel like I've mentioned this several times already throughout these episodes. But the episode that we did with Stephen James, where we just crushed it as interviewers. Um, <laughs> That was a perfect game for us, basically. Perfect game, yeah. Um, I was trying to think about sports reference, but I can't. <laughs> um, but he he talked a lot about the issues that we have, like what we worry about as parents, how much of that is just our own Yeah, stuff. yeah, our own stories, yeah. And so I think I'm learning, A, I'm learning that that's even a thing, because <laughs> I, I think coming into that interview... Right, I talked about the situation at school where Luca, I oh, was yeah. having the meeting and Luca was <laughs> outside, her outside and she's playing with a leaf and I'm like, make a friend. Yeah. And Steven was like, that's, she's fine. Yeah. She's, you're, that is all your issue. What if you looked over and your dad was outside the room looking at you just going, please make a friend. <laughs> John. Please get a job. John, no. stop looking at your daughter and make a friend. <laughs> I can't he's, be the only male figure in your he's life, John. still worried. <laughs> Dad, why'd you even... You drove down from Indiana? I knew you had a meeting. <laughs> always feel pressure. Um, yeah. So, A, like, first step was just learning that that was even happening. Right. And then now, as I, you know, as we've gone through this year, realizing kind of where it's happening <clears throat> and, like, it's kind of forced me as a as a parent to live a more kind of examined yeah i love life, that i love you know? that yeah so it's like there's 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 such a need as parents as individual human beings for us to be healthy like mm. and whatever that yeah means for each person but like i feel like a responsibility to amy and to my girls to live and examine life to to be healthy spiritually you know mentally all those things yeah. so um you know uh i can say mine quickly i feel like for me I, it, you know in, in mine was a combination it's weird that we reference our own podcast but i think we can because we didn't say it's these just things such a solid <laughs> podcast it is guys you know? guys if you haven't listened to it you should check it out um and great news, you're listening to it right now. <laughs> and guess what? No, I think both John Tyson and John Mark Comer sort of reminded me of the of the um, importance of the dad being someone that the kids can come to as a sense as a, a as an authority, and especially early mm-hmm. on. And I just think I underestimate that a lot. I think I'm. I found myself saying like, if the kids want to know something. Sometimes I can be just as annoyed as I am helpful. And I think hearing hearing them sort of reiterate how important it is that your kids really can come to you and be like, how do you throw a curveball? And instead of Uh being like, I have no clue going, I don't know. But one, I know Michael would know. Do you see all the musical instruments in this room? Do you think I know (laughs) Here's a a curveball for you. I don't know how to throw a (laughs) curveball. But, you know, sitting there going, let's figure it out. And then get on YouTube and seeing how you hold it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that stuff used to... I don't know. I just didn't think of it as that weighty. And I think after hearing, especially John sort of speak to the role of a dad, I was like, I need to lean into some of those moments that I get sort of like annoyed by um, and be a little more attentive. To your point, like examined, like 
I need right. to be here now and be and be yeah, sort of clued in. Your disposition in that moment is a is a culmination of like your week or your oh, yeah. your day, all that kind of and, stuff. And especially if it's something you don't know. You know right. what I mean? There's you're a, having a you're stressed about something or whatever and you're yeah. feeling like, What am I doing with my life? And then, you know, Livy comes and she's like, How do you throw a football, Daddy? I'm like, God, I don't know. I never played football. I'm not athletic. <laughs> He's just digging at you. Okay, third question he asked. Um, what have been your go-to resource for parenting? I mean, honestly, a lot of the books that people on our podcast have written, Real Talk. Yeah. I think David Thomas, yeah. um, Sissy Goff, who we love, who we're going to have on hopefully at some point. They both are at Daystar. I mean, I think about Stephen and his book, Owls. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, got a book he co-wrote called The Silence of Adam. I mean, there's just really great. But as far I mean, as you, you guys, you don't need to go further than Dadville. It's yeah. all here. <laughs> Everything you need is here. And I do think, like, just with all the you know TED talks, or they're just great. You know, it's everywhere. I, I wish there was a there was a more consolidated place for that kind of stuff. But I just well, I I do think that what I think it was David Thomas who said this because all that stuff it quickly uh, becomes very overwhelming. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, is there any like area of life that is more saturated with opinion pieces yeah, than right. parenting? Yeah. Well, I don't so. know. But what David Thomas said is it just keep in mind, like you are the perfect parent for, for your, your kids. kids. Yeah. Which is, he didn't look at me when he said it. He was looking at you, but he didn't look at me. And I told him, I was like, just, Throw Dave a little bit of that. But he too. wouldn't remember. He wouldn't. He just stayed fixed right on you. He's like, I'm not looking. And over he there. was holding my face. He was. Yeah. The and whole, you peed the whole interview. Yes. Yeah. He had strong. I'm surprised his arms didn't go to sleep. <laughs> um. All right. Your turn. Oh man, getting Steve. Jeez. You just got Steved. Johnny. Dave. Listen, I know you're going to be like, no, but yes. I just tried the most delicious hot sauce of my entire life and no. also entire career. Yes. No. No, that's no joke. You have a tendency to be dramatic. No, the, I don't. The best hot sauce ever? Yes, ever, 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 ever. It's called Truff. Truff's original hot sauce blends black truffles, fancy, ripe chilies, savory spices, it's oh, good, it's getting hot in here. and organic agave nectar. Yum. To my tummy. Now I see that you're totally serious. Yeah. Because that sounds incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that's because it is incredible. You can take it up a notch with their even hotter sauce, too, if you want to. If you're feeling crazy and you don't care about your tongue, get in there with that. (laughs) Think extra jalapenos, red chili, and habanero for those folks who need a little more heat. And, John, you got to love how this brand got its start, too. Just two college friends, some bros, toiling away in their parents' garage for over two years trying to get that recipe just right. It sounds a lot like songwriting. You could say that again. It, it sounds a lot like songwriting. Oh, I didn't mean that. Oh, yeah, okay, well, okay. And if you don't trust me, John, you know who you can trust? Oprah. Yes, exactly. Oprah, I don't know how you knew that. I, no, it, I could tell. Okay, it was featured on her favorite things twice. What? Not to mention over 10,000 plus customer reviews that continue to rave about Truff's deliciousness. Okay, so where can I buy a bottle? Or 10? Yeah, listen, head to Truff. Now, listen, folks, that's T R U F F dot com today. And right now, right now, they're offering a special just for Dadville listeners. Get 15% off plus free shipping with Whoa. promo code Dadville. That's Truff, T R U F F dot com. 
promo code DADVILLE. Get your liquid heal. I'm going to lighten it up here okay, let's with go. Let's uh, have some fun. Brooks World. Okay. Or Bro- <laughs> Brookswood. <laughs> like Brooks World? Brooks World. You've come down to Brooks World. I feel like every, everyone's uh, username is like a sitcom. Name. Yeah. Uh, this is Brooks Wood. Like Brooks Wood, do this. Like okay. W O. Not like I have a guitar made out of beautiful Brooks, Brooks Wood. Wood. Yeah, no, that's okay. rare and illegal in this country. <laughs> uh, when is being quote unquote neighborly considered a little too much? I'm new to the suburbs and I struggle with this. Asking for a friend, and by a friend, I mean it's me. Mm. <laughs> well, first of all, get some more friends. Because if it is a singular. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think the trick. So, you know, John and I live in the city. We are urbanites. Um, we're on the streets. We're on the streets, you know? people. Um, and so it's interesting because you know, there's there's obviously more d- diversity in a city than there would be in the burbs. So it's it's um, that is really interesting because you know you can, and I know in the burbs you can live next to people wildly different from you. That's not the right, point, but right. I think you know urban settings tend to be a little more all over the place. Well, I just feel like it's, there's so much energy in our, yeah. And, and not, we're kind of like in between. It's not like we're like downtown. Yeah. We're just, just right outside of downtown in one of those kind of city neighborhoods. Yeah. So it feels like if it, like when, when, uh, Brooks says suburbs, I picture a different, uh, much bigger yards, much bigger bigger yards. yards. It's just quieter. Yeah, they don't. So, mow their like, own a grass. visit from your neighbor is more of a thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great way to put it. Like, I That's can, I can pick it. up your Wi-Fi. Yeah. So if I come over, it's like I well, you were about to say wife, and this is going to get really. I can weird. pick your wife up. <laughs> You know, but that's upper body strength. That's just me kind of, again, getting back to staying healthy. That's just me. I've got some 20-pound dumbbells. Hey, did you mind coming over here and just hopping up here to see if I can still um, – Yeah, then that's a good point. It does take it's, – it's, that's a great way to put that. And maybe, like there's people passing. If, if you sit on our porch for an hour, you're going to see 30 people pass yeah, yeah. on the – and that's pass away. That's, <laughs> or pass out. But that is because of the celebrity tours, and that's something <laughs> we're dealing with on a daily basis. You know, the thing is – it's so, I tip my hat to them because they they play it so cool. <laughs> they act like it's they not. They act like I don't even live yeah. here or that they're not even interested. Yeah, or that this is an Accord. It's not a celebrity tour. And I'm like, I know a Honda Accord <laughs> celebrity tour when I see it. And please slow down, by the way. You're going you're gonna kill our kids <laughs> driving this fast. Um, I, I'll say this. I think um, I don't know that struggle. And, you, you know, Brooks may be listening going – no, we live like right next to each other. It's it's tight out in the burbs where we live. But right. um, yeah, that's real. I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think anytime you're wanting to be friends with neighbors and maybe it's not being reciprocated is tricky. I will tell you this. I'll tell you what goes a long way is like giving them things like uh-huh. cookies, you know, ordering money. some pizza, money, <laughs> a Cash. kid. Oh, Bitcoin. They, they were about to say cats. Yeah, give them a cat. Cats, um, yeah. But the musical, but the I DVD. think um, <laughs> the DVD of the musical. Um, but I think, you know, I do think any kind of service like that, like, you know, has, yeah. has helped. You, you want to set the tone a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Just be like, hey, we think you're cool. Let's, right. Let's. But I will say it is, it is a thing. And this is not an answer. This is just me saying, like, I feel you, yeah. Brooke. Yeah. Like, it's a, even, even with us, who I have known each other forever and are close friends, I always keep, it's like, I always got my eye on the ball with that. Like, am I borrowing too many things? Am I, 
you know, and and you never want to be yeah. annoying. I think. Can we talk we, about that after the podcast? Well? Yeah, and I know that I you've written me some emails on that, and I'm going to get back to you on it. <laughs> just basically coming over less, but can you imagine if I wrote you emails about that? I didn't just talk to you. It's like a really. Formal. Hey, can we talk about your Tuesday my visit? You're a CC'd on this, John. Just so you know. <laughs> um, but I never feel it like with you, mm. like you coming over or you texting to borrow whatever. It is a okay. Here's my last thought. Isn't it a weird thing how Micah, my buddy, and I were laughing about this 15 years ago when I bought my first place? Like a guy kind of parked in the front yard a little bit, and it mm-hmm. really hacked me off. Like I went outside, and he was across the street, and I was like, "Hey, man." He's like, "Hey," I was like, "Hey, you're like in my yard. You parked your tires are in my yard." And he's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." And I was like, "It's cool, but you know, just if you could." He was like over the curb in my yard. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, and I walked inside. I was like, "What is wrong?" Right. So, so I think to even more point, it's like once you have a like you sort of like have your. It's, it's like your weird territory. what happens. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so it can get even more complicated. All right. Next question. So just don't buy. Just rent. Yeah. Because then it's so much freer. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. Um, okay. Aaliyah Grace Burton <clears throat> says, "What does modeling? Oh man, I thought that was just going to be the end of it. Look like what does modeling, <laughs> what prayer, does model? spiritual, <laughs> spiritual formation look like for you as a father?" <laughs> Man, wait, Aaliyah. wait. Can you read that again? Yeah. What does modeling sp- prayer slash spiritual formation look like for you as a father? Oh man, that question went a totally different direction yeah, it than did. what I thought. It did. Although I may have the amount of to say about both of them, lack of experience. I, say, I mean, I haven't. Have I modeled? <laughs> I mean, that's not for me to say. Um, oh boy, that's a tough one. Well, you know, Amy and I were just talking about this. Um, just the other day, like talking about our our roles as as a as mom and dad in sort of spiritual formation of our kids, mm. which it's funny. I mean, if I'm really if I'm really really honest here, I mean, obviously, Amy and I are both believers. It is very important that our kids know Jesus, and we want them to know that they. They were created and I'm really loved and I'm curious. I want to hear where this is going. <laughs> what if I just went like down this <laughs> weird cultish okay. little? Um, but it's tricky, kind of doing like prayer with our kids. Oh, for I thought example, you were about to say how tri- attractive the witch culture is. <laughs> We've been getting really into Wiccanism. Is that the term? If you go to wickedism.org, Wikinesia. Wikinesia. No, like, for example, and I say this, I'm being real vulnerable here. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying this for the parents out there, out there who, yeah, yeah. who maybe You're feel the, the same tree. way. You're in the trust tree. Come on. And they don't, uh, they don't feel, want to say it. They feel guilty about yes. it. Yes. Shame. <laughs> Shame. Uh, prayer time before bed, like the four of us sitting on the floor holding hands, praying, and we're each praying. I'm so, we're we're going to keep doing it. You love it. It is the worst part of my day. <laughs> oh, so when you're it is so, because the, the girls don't, they're rolling all over the place and they, you know, they're squeezing each other's hands. Amy is rolling around when she prays. <laughs> She's always been like that. It did. Yeah, it's and so I'm like, awkward. Amy, if you don't want the girls to do it, then you need to stop <laughs> doing it. You're the example. But she's really good at it. Yeah. Um, but you're trying to keep people focused. You're like, okay, Liv, sit up. No, Luca, don't pinch yourself. Yeah. Okay, now you're trying. I don't want to pray. Oh, then, okay. Exactly. And then, here's what's really tricky. Then they start praying for things that you're like, we don't, <laughs> okay, we don't pray about 
you know. Yeah. Unicorns aren't real, honey. Right. Or whatever. But it's like, because um, I'm like, I want them to want to pray. Yeah. I don't want them to not want to pray. And I also, yeah. they can, of course, feel like, okay, daddy's getting a little mm-hmm. tense. <laughs> so that it's tricky. But I will say that Amy, this is what we were talking about the other day. Amy, um, Amy was saying like, well, she bring, she talks about prayer and she would maybe speak about it more than I would. Literally just talking about prayer. Yeah, yeah. Literally talking more about prayer and just, you know, Jesus and more in general, mm-hmm. just like it's a, a part of her vernacular more mm-hmm. than, more so than it would be for me. Um, but every, every morning they wake up and they see that I'm up in the front room Mm. you know reading and praying and and so that so they're seeing kind of the both sides like sort of like the i I mean these are probably not the best ways to say it but sort of like the more functional and then the intellectual or Mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so there's kind of a balance kinetic and potential energy yeah there we go (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's it that's a hard this you know this feels like a it could go a lot of ways because i do think I'll answer by saying this. I think one of the greatest gifts that my parents, I don't know how my siblings feel, but um, I know I feel this way. I think one of the greatest gifts that my parents gave me was a really functional faith, a functional feeling faith, Mm -hmm. triple F. Um, In that, you know, with my dad being a pastor too, that can, that can get sideways. And it just never did because I didn't feel like there was this ought to in our house. It didn't feel like. Which is pretty amazing. It's a huge gift. Yeah. And so for me, you know, the Christian faith always looked like this really functional thing. We do it because this is what works. It It is what makes sense. Um, you know, and so for me, I, I never, I think that's a big deal for me and my kids. Like I'd much rather that they, especially in this season, and I know that will change, mm-hmm. but when they're young, like they are, um, that they see it first, right. that they yeah. really get a feel for like, Here's how my parents live their life. And it lines up with what I hear them talk about too. Yeah. And then so prayerfully when those conversations become a little more intellectual and a little more like, let me tell you about this more. And as they learn more about it, that they'll go, oh, no, I, I know, I know that because I've seen you do it. Right. And it's not like, this is not jiving. Or the connotation that it brings to them. There even you go. That's exactly right. Positive. And that, and that to me is maybe the biggest piece. Yeah. And you nailed that. It's this idea that like, I want, as they get to know that and hopefully get to know God in prayer more, that they, that they don't go, you know, I want to do it, but man, it was weird in my house or my right. parents just shoved it down our throat or browbeat us, you know, with mm-hmm. it that it's like there's a space for it that feels really kind of safe mm-hmm. and not something that we're sort of going, you know, you know, launching into them on or whatever. Right. Cause I do think a lot of that can be fear from parents. You know, it's like, you really don't want to mess it up or you don't want to. And, and I think kids can really feel that, yeah. you know, it's very palpable and it's sort of like, you got to do this because it makes me feel like a good parent or right, right, right. satiates my need to know that you're going to be in heaven someday or whatever, right. which are very real and, and wonderful concerns, right. yeah. wonderful concerns. But I think there's a very fine line we have to walk on kind of like one trusting that God's going to take care of that, but also knowing that so much of their first associations with this thing are going to be us. Right. And I just really want to be careful that it's not something that they go. <laughs> Why would I pray? Because my dad was like, 
you know, always talking bad about it or forced me to do it or right. whatever. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of a tricky space, but I think for us with Annie and I, you know, one of the things we, when we think about spiritual formation is so much like, you know, church attendance and involvement in church, our, our home being a hospitable place, having people stay with us and letting the kids see that, that we want to have a home mm-hmm. that feels like that. And, yeah, you know, so I think for us that, that for this season, Right. And forever, but especially for this season. It's yeah, once they get older, you can actually start to engage, like, the yeah. conversation about yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it, and I think it gets back to sort of, like, when it comes down to it, in this season of life especially, it's like, well, how, whatever you're talking about passing on to your kids or teaching your kids, you, it has to be modeled. That's exactly right. That's beautiful. And it has so. to be yep. – it can't be uh, – acted out it can't be yeah. faked and it doesn't mean you, you know? can't you have to do it great right i think you know it just apologies has to be a and real part yes. of your life yeah well said. if it's ever going to be a real come part on, of john. their life preach come on johnny mac okay um can i say that again though that's a really good word it's got to be a part of your life we're going to be a part of that come on john <laughs> i said a real part so if you're going to quote <laughs> just get it right <laughs> johnny dave I love looking nice. When I got right. a business meeting, something I got to look good for, mm-hmm. I want to come in there looking so fresh and so clean yeah. that the glow up is real. Fo- but you know what? What? It's I don't like looking and feeling stuffy, though. That's, oh, a, no, that's no. a tricky little razor. Seriously, how hard is it to look great and be comfortable, Dave? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard. But listen, Cuts Clothing makes it so much easier. Blending timeless... Mm-hmm. Blending timeless style and comfort so you look as good as you feel. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Cuts Clothing is just that good. I mean, their shirts, polos, and hoodies are built for performance no matter where you are, on a stage or at a gym. Same thing. Cuts Clothing keeps you looking sharp. Have you finally completed the ever-going quest to find the perfect t-shirt, John? Is that what you're telling me? Absolutely. It's true. Look no further, Dave. Cuts set out to create fabric uniquely engineered for each clothing style. You have to try their signature buttery soft PYCA or Pika Mm. Pro Tri-Blend Tea, Dave. It's an instant classic, combining the ultimate blend of high-quality cotton, polyester, and spandex. And I know you love spandex. I do, and that sounds like one of those shirts I'm not going to want to take off, John. You won't have to. It's wrinkle-free. What? It's not just a lifestyle, Dave. It's not just clothing. It's office leisure apparel for the sport of business. Get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash dadville. That's cutsclothing.com slash dadville for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. Get your shirt on. Okay. Uh, Mario Sings says, what was your... That is another sitcom. (laughs) This week on Mario Sings. Now this is a Mario sings is a uh, it's a singing competition. Oh, of course! But it's only him. Mario He's Lopez. the only he wins and loses every week, <laughs> and he hosts. Obviously, <laughs> he's in a tank top. A lot the of editing. Time. A lot of editing. <laughs> it's just him friends and an iPhone forever, and a green screen. Always will be friends. <laughs> what was your idea of being a dad before your children were born, and what's it like now that you're actually living? Oh, Mario, that's question one. And then two, were there any habits or daily routines that have actually come true? 
I'll tell hmm. you one thing I think about a lot right now about being a dad that I didn't see coming is how you are you are filleted open in front of your kids. Like whoever you are, they know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know it. Yeah. It's not what I thought, which is like you kind of live your dad life over here. Right. And they're like, oh, and then like behind some corner or closed door you're living. That sounds really sketchy. But you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I didn't know if, it, you know, I think I think it can kind of feel like you sort of put on – your heirs with your kids. Yeah. And then you can kind of be yourself once they're, you know, they've gone to bed and your wife can, you can kind of catch up and they go, okay, we can breathe and not right. have to be our real selves. Now. Yeah. 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 Or what, you know, like when you're hanging with your friends, you can kind of be like, all right, they're not around. I'll have to like be super. Yeah. Bad I or think something. that I, I envisioned it being all these teaching moments, <laughs> you know, cause, cause when I think back to my, um, childhood, it's, you know, like I think of a lot of these like pillar moments with each of my, with my mom and my dad. Yeah. So those, those stick out to me. Yeah. And so when I think about being a dad before I became a dad, I'm like, okay, it's just going to be go time. Like, like a leave it to beaver episode every, every week. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that is not the case. Yeah. Like kids, I think some, someone said this uh, in an interview on, on Deville. Kids aren't really listening to what we say yeah, just, as much as they're yeah. watching who yeah. we are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think, too, the, 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 I, I will, I mean, this is so cheesy, but it's so true. This morning, um, I was watching the boys were down at the Lipscomb soccer camp, and I was just sitting there watching them play for like the first 30 minutes because they do scrimmages. So I was just kind of hanging, and it was, you know, just fun. And little Sambo, <clears throat> who's four, sees me turns and from all the way across the field like he's a good 60 yards away just waves and i just thought that's about as much joy as i can yeah. handle yeah and so i think something i didn't there's no way to understand is the profound amount of joy that your kids bring you yeah yeah the yeah. amount of anger and insanity they bring but yeah i think it's just impossible to understand how and people tell you, and movies tell you, and songs tell you, and, you know, books and poems. But until you're a parent, there is it is just, like, impossible to understand what that yeah. feels like. And there's a frustration that comes <laughs> when I'm talking to somebody who's about to be a parent. Because you can't put it into words. Yeah. And, and like you said, it, it sounds cheesy and cliche. But it's like, you just can't. Yeah. I'm, I'm always like, it's. It is like brace yourself because it is the hardest thing yeah. ever. Like it, it makes me feel like I've never done anything yeah hard. Yeah, in, you know, in my whole life yeah. leading up to it. But you just can't. And, and like you're saying, the moments where you feel it, where you feel that like overwhelming joy, are never like the like paramount <laughs> moment. It's all. It's always like like this happened uh, yesterday morning. I was in the front room sitting on the couch reading and Luca woke up, came downstairs, <clears throat> came downstairs and just came in. And it was just the way she walked in and just crawled up on the couch and just sat next to me. It was like the way she like, kind of leaned on me and just kind of like started talking about whatever. I don't even I don't even remember what she was saying. It was nothing to do with that. It was just this moment where I was like. I had I had one of those like 
gracious little moments that were mm. like, I think I'm doing something right. You yeah, know? that's her actually. She's that's like, her. I don't want to tell you how I felt about it, Dad. Okay, we're back. Yeah, we, we had to take a little break because Luca could tell I was talking about her, and she came and knocked <laughs> on. Up. She's like, on did the you door. just say something good or bad? Um, okay, uh, how uh, how about we do? You can do like kind of rapid, a couple rapids to end this thing up. Like whitewater rapids. <laughs> how could I have miss explained that more? You want to do a couple rapids? Yeah, Dave, Let's I do know some exactly. Rapid fires. Yeah, rapid fires. Here we go. Um, okay. Um, what's your favorite mispronounced Maradona, um, Mayor Donna, or the mayor of Donna? Oh, mm-hmm. beautiful town in Luxembourg. Uh. <laughs> So beautiful. What's your favorite mispronounced word or phrase your kids have said? Uh, oh, man. They still say library. Both oh. of them. And, you know, Luca's at the age where I'm, I'm hanging on to oh, everyone yes. that she says yes. incorrectly. She still says, li- they both say library. And they both say, which this took me a while to notice that they were saying this incorrectly. But when they say supposed to, like we're not supposed to or whatever, they say we're not a supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> they add like what an that e, pause, a <laughs> in front of supposed to. And I didn't notice it until like, you know, because that slips by you. It's like, because it sounds like is supposed to or whatever, but they say as supposed to. Is it not a supposed to, daddy? Padre. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I cheated because I saw this question. I had to sit with Annie because I knew there was good ones. Oh, yeah. So, so I got – so I'm cheating. You actually prepped. I prepped. I prepped for this one. Um, <laughs> Sam right now <laughs> – Sam right now says <laughs> confession stand instead of concession. <laughs> well, how do you know that that's a mis- mispronunciation? So he is Catholic. Um <laughs> But he'll, he'll. I mean, you take him down to Christ the King to play <laughs> soccer all the time, dude. So this whole season, Vince <laughs> soccer, Vince flag football. They had a. It's the first time we played somewhere where they had a concession stand. And uh-huh. Sam walked over to Annie and I and looked at us and said, "Hey guys, can I get something at the concession stand?" And we just stood there. Grace, I forgiveness, mean, uh, I mean, approval, judgment, depending on you know the priest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one of our favorites. So we have a cabin out in Leapersport. They call it Cabin. All three of them have called it Cabin with a V. Cabin. How many V's are in that? Just I'd one? like to think two, but one is silent. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Drinky instead of thirsty. <laughs> that was a huge thing. Um, I'm drinky. A lot of adults say drinky depending on what they are drinking. Yes. <laughs> They'll say they're drinky. I'm drinky. You know. um, they say, and I can't give an example because it's too complicated because it's a little bit of an algorithm you have to know, but they say that's why instead of the word because. Yes. I do know that about your kids. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Um, bless you's instead of hiccups was a big thing. Oh, I've got, I've got the bless you's. I have the bless you's. Yeah. Um, uh, and then born instead of born. They still say that. Born again. They were born. <laughs> Jason born. <laughs> Jason born. <laughs> born again. Uh, that's great. Uh, okay. No, Noel Lani. Mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing that love correctly, that. I'm sure. Yes. Says, I love your podcast. You're both hilarious. Thank you. How do you handle a picky eater? Rapid fire. I have no clue. I don't know. If you will tell me, I will do whatever you tell me. 
You don't, I mean, it's a crossroads. You're either going to buckle down and just force them to eat it and have I a ha- terrible evening, or you're going to give in and give them Skittles. I, and let me tell you something. I'm going to be really honest if we're in the trust tree because you got to be vulnerable earlier. I want to be vulnerable. I am one of those. I am in the camp that they are kids. Just get them to eat. Like that. Yeah. If I'm going to down a hill, I will. I'm like, I don't care if they want to eat nuggets every night. Feed them nuggets. Annie well, when- is. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. She is diametrically opposed yeah. to that thought. I tend to lean where Annie yeah. is. But when I'm losing the battle, I think about my diet from like 1997 <laughs> it, it to lives 2007. In yeah. They have a plaque for you somewhere I mean, in Indiana. I can't believe I lived through it. Yeah. So it, it is. I mean, I, I was, I was eating. Look at you. You're a, you're, you're a picture of health. Wow. During that time, I was eating, I was drinking Mountain Dew yeah, exclusively. Yeah. Occasionally, like a tall glass of milk or something. Mm-hmm. With Mountain Dew. With Mountain Dew. Uh, with Mountain Dew, like ice cubes. <laughs> it was a thing in the 90s. That is disgusting. Uh, Skittles, cookies. If I wanted to have like an actual meal, it was a pizza. Yeah, that's a meal. I mean, in college, I was like uh, uh, biscuits and gravy in the morning, pizza for the rest of the day. Yeah. With the occasional cookie. I, I just, the, the, it, my last thought on this, and so we're not helping anybody. We're just, I'm lamenting. Yeah. Is that <laughs> they, what happens so much at our house is Annie fixes these amazing meals. Annie is such a great She's cook. She's a great cook. And she will, I mean, they look gorgeous. They're Instagram ready. And she didn't, she, and the humor, she doesn't care. That's just how she rolls. She's mm-hmm. like, that matters to her. And the kids will eat. If it's something, especially a little more on the, you know, you're pushing the boundaries a little more. Not exotic, but you know, it's like whatever. Right. They, you kind of know they're not going to eat There's this. There's some basil in there. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Annie and I love it. We always, right. I'm always blown away. And then they'll go eat. And then finally we'll cave and they go eat like a Z bar and some grapes. Right. And so I'm like, okay, who's winning here? If we had just given them nuggets or pizza, they'd actually eaten their meal. But right. instead they don't eat the meal you fixed. And then they just go eat the food, you but, know. Here's what's tough, though, because the, it's like my golf game, which I'm terrible at golf, but occasionally I hit a great shot, and it keeps you hanging on. Yeah. Every now and then, you have that meal that, like, Luca was yeah. throwing up at the side of a rice bowl. Yeah. And But you, you buckle down, and you yeah. force her to eat yeah. it. Now she loves rice bowls. Yeah. I mean, rice bowls are up there with pizza for yeah. her. So no, and, it, and it's then that's you know Annie, yeah, and and Annie wins because she's she's you know the one that's cooking, but it yeah. is a it's a point of contention sometimes. But I will say to your point, we have had conversions. We have them yeah. where they didn't like something and now they do, and and she's right, and she's yeah. kind of like, see. But I'm sort of like I, I'm just always like I just want them to eat, and I right. just don't want to you know have them waste all this money on meals they aren't eating. This is a True. this is a very tricky yeah it's like when you when you win on that front you're not really winning a ton (laughs) and you're not really losing a ton you're not um um okay we got one time time for one more maybe yeah you feel good about that all right i guess we're gonna have to do a third one guys you guys wanted it we still have more here there's yeah there's a lot more um okay here's a here's kind of maybe a funny one to end with um uh what Okay, so Mr. John and Friends. So it's a collective. This is a group. Yeah, Yeah, it's a collective. Uh, Best or worst family vacation or one that went completely not as planned? And I can tell you mine quickly. We stayed in Montreat, North Carolina. 
where we used to go growing up. Um, <clears throat> and as a sort of Barnes collective family trip, like all the uncles and aunts and grandparents. Um, and I went with, um, Annie and I and our fam went with my buddy Micah and his fam. And we stayed in a house that only had half air conditioning. We didn't know this before. And the half that had air conditioning had a nest, you know, like a nest. I feel like they should have told you that beforehand. Well, it, it you know, half these, the house these, is... you know, when you, it's a mountain town, you know, it's a it black mountain, but it's the top of the mountain. So it's called Montreal. Yeah. <clears throat> so so you, you don't know, necessarily yeah, need yeah, the AC maybe. 90% of the time you don't, but the yeah. week we were there this one time was a heat wave. Yeah. And it, the guy locked me out of the nest remotely because I kept turning down the AC and it would go back up five minutes later. And I was like, what the heck? And I turned on to go back up again. Yeah. 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 And we had, you know, so the, the nest is like the uh, thermostat. Yes. Just for people who don't. Yes. Yes. And yeah. you can control it as the owner of the nest from wherever you are. Cause yeah. I think they were in Santa Barbara or something. And it became this hysterical cat and mouse game <laughs> of like, I would turn up, he turned, I'd turn it down, he turned up, I'd turn it down, he turned it up. That's cruel. Well, and what stunk That's was like the, 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 uh, Harvard, cruelty test or whatever you know that yes. famous yeah it's it, like this person is is being cruel to you just they're, being cruel they're torturing well you. and and we sam was an infant and so he was in a crib and you know we had a fan in the room we had to bring in more fans and then they didn't even have mike and his family didn't even have ac upstairs it was but the guy finally and he called because he locked us out eventually like after david he was like you don't even get to touch the thing so we had to call and basically like beg them to unlock it so we could turn it on and they were just kind of like they they got so frustrated because they're like, why do you want to use it? And I was like, well, why'd you even put it in the house if it's not like what? Right? What? It's like, come on. That was like one of those trips. I was like, oh yeah. And I'm really bad about when I get somewhere. I do my like, I do like the RoboCop scan, like where I'm like, okay, is this gonna be okay? Is I gonna be able to sleep? And it was like within seconds, I was like, wait, why is there no eight? Oh no. Yeah, you can't. I can't sleep when I'm hot. No, that's awful. No. Yeah. So that was one. I mean, we've had some that were better, but that was like, I'll just never forget to go over and be, you know, no, me and this guy are like jousting from across the continent just for me to turn it down five degrees. Is there anything more masculine, stereotypically masculine than two guys fighting over a thermostat? <laughs> He's like sitting in his house getting notifications. Your thermostat had been turned on to 72. He's like, no, it hadn't. 80. <laughs> 72, 80. 80. Oh, man. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is the first time we took the girls to Disneyland. Um, And I say first time. I actually right now can't remember. It may be the only time. I think we've taken them twice, maybe. But anyway, it was... um, it was It was all things. It was like, it was awesome. And it was great. But it was also <laughs> terrible, uh, which I think, you know, for anyone who's just booked a trip to Disneyland, just you got to expect that. Like, yeah. It's the happiest place on earth. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like for a couple hours. And yeah. then it's going to be the worst place on earth. And then it might be happy <laughs> Good again. Good again. Yeah. You know. At around two o'clock. Yeah. You can, you see like a wave <laughs> of children just lose the their minds. Yes. They've been up since sick. They traveled in yeah, the night yeah, before. Yeah. Their parents are all, yeah. you know, like psychopaths because they spent a ton of money on this trip and it's got to be happy. And also they're just overstimulated, you know? Oh yeah. And it's like you, you roll in and they're going to see a gigantic, like 30 foot to them, Mickey mouse. Yeah. 
who says they're going to react positively? Yeah, to that? well, yeah, that may be a nightmare yeah. to them. Yeah, you know, if there's any pro tip, I mean, that's the thing about any kind of travel with really young kids. For anybody who's like just had them or you haven't done this yet, you, you they're going to win. Yeah, because they just need certain things more than you need things, and so they're yeah. going to need to nap. They're going to need to like sit down. We just did New York with ours, and ours are nine, seven, about to be five. So I mean, they're they're trending upward on age and and durability, but we just realized two days in, like, oh yeah, you can't really walk ten miles a day and not and not pay for that with these three, right? Because at right. some point they're just going to be like, I'm I'm sitting on the sidewalk. Yeah, I'm not moving anymore. Yeah. And you can't get mad when you look at your, you know, like I was looking at my watch and I was like, oh yeah, we've walked twelve thousand steps. Yeah, like he, which I, that's for you for like oh, little yeah, Sammy. That's like he's twice as he's much. walked forty thousand. Yeah, steps. he's only a foot and a half tall. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> so you know, you do these trips. You know, I remember you talking about Australia when y'all went, like. How you got there thinking this is going to be, we're going to be on the that, beach, Bondo, this is going to be the best thing ever. And then like, you're like, oh yeah, every day our daughter has to nap twice. So I'm that sitting in the condo. That was my introduction to that. <laughs> Where, and I don't know why. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, all the moms listening now would be like, well, what did you, you know your daughter naps. Why would you think that would be but different not on Australia. vacation? Yeah, not, on, not in, in Australia on vacation. You're on a my day ahead. Vacation She's time, that much older. You're on my vacation. <laughs> Luca. Let me tell you what never works with kids is that thought. <laughs> right. Well, we went, this was uh, a trip down to Australia that we, we went to visit our really good friends who lived down there. And they also had uh, their first childhood. They were both around like six months to a year. That was the spread there. So napping. Oh, this was Luca. I thought it was Livy. This was Luca. And we get there and I just, my memory of the trip, which was an amazing trip. Don't get me wrong. But my memory of the trip was just an ever long cycle of us, of me like packing my stuff up and being like, you guys ready? And then Amy and Laura being like, well, the girls just went down for a nap. Ugh. So we'll go when they get up. And then we, then they wake up and then we pack everything up. And then an hour and a half later, once everything is packed up, we get in the car and we go and then we immediately do a U-turn, come back because oh, the girls are tired. Nap. They need to take a, their second nap. I'm like, my my recollection of that trip was just kind of hanging out, drinking coffee, waiting for the girls at your to get condo. Out. Yeah, or at lots of bobs, just like. And it there. was great. It was a great trip. Yeah, yeah, that is true. To um, sum up, you have no control. Yeah, and maybe that, that's probably a great answer to any of these questions. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 session two, and guys, we have a bunch of fun when still for our third session. There's there's questions about camping. There's questions about what will we do over. What's the favorite state? We're, we're going to deal with that, guys. Everybody just we'll relax. I know we'll you guys are that. just pounding down the door, and we love these questions. You guys are awesome at asking them. Yes, thank you so much for sending these and uh, letting us grace your ears with our dulcet tones of of not knowing what to answer. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you at round three. Dead fish.